Greetings and welcome to A Voice for the Voiceless, a podcast about endangered species. I'm your host, Jenny Sisler, coming to you at 10.05 p.m. on Monday, March 6th, 2023. Hope you're doing well and that your week has started as well as mine has. Um, Thankfully, I was able to finally solve a major problem that I'd had at work for a couple of months now. And biggest thing is my boss is happy and I can breathe a sigh of relief and move on from it. So that was good. Hope your week started as well as mine has. I thought tonight we would discuss a little known creature called the gharial, which is a type of crocodile that once lived all across Central Asia from Pakistan to Myanmar. Uh, But sadly, their numbers have dwindled to the point where they only exist in very specific ecosystems in two countries. Uh, They can be found in India along the Chambra, the Gurwa, and the San rivers, and in Nepal along the Narayani River. Um, They are not suited for land living because they have weak leg muscles and can't walk very well on land, especially over long distances. Uh, They only leave the water to sunbathe or to nest. Um, And when they do leave the water, they have to do basically like an army belly crawl because their legs are pretty much useless. Uh, They grow between 12 and 15 feet long and can weigh up to 2,000 pounds. Um, The males have a bulbous growth at the end of their nose that's called a gara, which is the Hindu word for mud pot and which is where they get their names. Um, the, they use the gara to vocalize and to blow bubbles to attract females during mating season. Uh, the mating season is during the dry season and the females lay their eggs on the edges of the river banks in slow moving water currents. Um, and the eggs are incubated uh, for 70 days, and the hatchlings will live with their mothers for a few months before they go off on their own. Now, the interesting thing compared to most crocodiles is that they only eat fish, and you will see gharials in the rivers shaking their heads vigorously back and forth because that's the way they catch fish. Um, They never stalk and lunge at their prey like other crocodiles do. So they're absolutely no threat to humans. But sadly, we are 100% the threat to them. Uh, Since the 1940s, the numbers of gharials on Earth have declined as much as 98%. And there's two basic reasons for that. Uh, One is manipulation of their habitats by building dams and drying up rivers. And the other, which has happened quite a bit to other animals as well, they have been hunted for traditional medicine purposes. Uh, The eggs are used in traditional medicine, and the gara is considered an aphrodisiac, so these animals are slaughtered so the ends of the male's noses can be chopped off and used as aphrodisiacs. And in much the same way that a rhino is slaughtered and its horn cut off, or pangolins are slaughtered for their scales um, because they are believed to have certain sexual effects on men, 
Um, now, none of this actually is true. There are no sexual sexual effects from consuming powdered garas or powdered rhino horns or anything like that. But traditional medicine means that the garials are slaughtered for absolutely no reason. Um, there's no real count of how many are left in the wild at the moment. Um, there's believed to be fewer than 200 breeding adults. But the problem is, is that since 1978, Nepalese officials have collected uh, garial eggs and raised them in captivity to re-release them. But there's been no follow-up. There's been no surveys of how many actually exist. Or there's been no tagging of adults to follow them and, and uh, track their success um, at repopulating the species, so to speak. So they scientists really don't know how many exist between Nepal and India at the moment. But whatever the numbers, it's a dismal amount and they are critically endangered. Now, there is a group that is called the Garial Conservation Alliance, and it's an international organization of individual scientists and scientific groups and uh, conservation groups. And they have worked tirelessly to preserve the Garial and their efforts include population surveys, captive breeding and restocking programs, educational awareness, and government lobbying for protection of their habitats. Um, now, there has been a recent decline, further decline in numbers, which is proof that the previous conservation efforts had fallen flat. Um, and that's because there were captive breeding programs but there was no long-term follow-up upon releasing them into the wild. So no one was ever educated on how to protect the rivers and how to um, protect the habitats. And people were not educated on, okay, traditional medicine. This is not a helpful traditional medicine. It does nothing for you. You should not slaughter garials for their body parts. So because of that, the numbers have never rebounded the way scientists hoped they would when conservation efforts started back in the late 70s. Um, now the Garial Conservation Alliance focuses more on habitat protection and enforcement of protected areas and education of and cooperation with locals. Um, another reason that they are endangered is because juveniles can get caught in fishing nets. So part of the current uh, conservation efforts includes educating fishermen on how to avoid catching gharials in their nets. Um, also educating people about the use of traditional medicines and how they are detrimental to the ecosystem. Um, and, you know, this is a good example of exactly why William Holden wanted to make sure that he had followed through on the captive breeding programs he started in Kenya in the 60s and 70s. Um, he knew very good and well that you, of course, have to have breeding programs to start repopulating the species. But if you just put animals back out in the wild and you don't educate people why they're important and why they need to be protected, nothing's going to change. You're just wasting your time. 
And in fact, he had always envisioned starting an education center. And of course, when he passed away, very tragically, before he could see his vision through to fruition, that's why Stephanie Powers created the William Holden Wildlife Foundation Education Center as a way to fulfill his dream of carrying out his conservation efforts and seeing them through to the logical conclusion. Um, So education is key. It always has been and it always will be. People will not protect what they don't understand. If you tell people why they should protect the gharial instead of slaughtering it, of course things will change. But they won't if people just assume they can, you know, kill these creatures for medicine or continue their their fishing habits without thinking about species that get caught in the nets that don't need to be there. Um, so education is key, and the gharial's existence is going to rely on that. So hopefully in the future we will see that the numbers of gharials in India and Nepal uh, flourish, but there's still a long way to go in educating the people. And so I'm going to leave that right here because I feel like at this point I am just talking in circles. It is getting late, but I did want to put this little brief podcast together for you. Uh, I hope that it was informative, and I hope to... Uh, be able to speak with you again next week. And until then, I just want to remind you that you too can be a voice for the voiceless. Good night.